Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Well, hello there. Welcome to our BC Day long weekend edition of Tech Talk for 2023. Glad to have you along. Saturday morning, August the 5th, we are live. Sunday afternoon, the 6th, we are rebroadcast, and we'll have a podcast for you to pick up, because I suspect many of you will be listening to my sound of my voice right now on the podcast. So many other events going on here. Special welcome to our American friends at Seafair Weekend in Seattle. Sunfest is going on at Lake Town Ranch up in Cowichan. Viva Latino Fest in Centennial Square. Cadre Bay Festival. The big Sunday Sydney car show filling up all of Beacon Avenue in my new hometown. And the Wonderment Fest with Victoria Symphony in Beacon Hill Park and other places. So strongly encourage you to go out and do one of those things. We'll be here for you. On the other hand, if you have a burning question you want to ask, you can always text it to us. If you're listening to us live on Saturday morning and you can listen to the answer on the podcast later on. We this weekend is myself, Alan Perry. And Aten Rubini. I am the president of the Victoria McIntosh's group and the owner of MacZen Consulting. And number one chef at the V Mug Barbecue. <laughs> you got your you got your grilling tools already. I wouldn't Victor- say number one chef. I think it's more like Only no one's chef. gonna get anywhere near the barbecue because <laughs> I'm a control freak. Uh, so the, it's not a positive thing. The monthly Victoria Mac and iOS user group uh, meeting, which is normally done on Zoom, we started that back in the pandemic. This will be one of the rare in-person meetings at Eagle Beach at Elk Lake on Wednesday evening. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Yeah. So we're good, good to see all the people that we chat with on Zoom and make faces and messages and all that. So glad we to will, have you here. We will break bread together. We were expecting Brian back, but... But I, I'm back instead. It's it's Marissa. What happened? Um, he said he's stranded with no, uh, with no luggage, too. So, um, yeah, he'll be back until Monday in Victoria. Yeah. So. so looking forward to the story. You know, we give you as much technical um, help for, for travel. But apparently, as I understand it, just brief messages, didn't want to bug him. They had a diaper emergency okay. just before they were to board the first leg of their plane coming back from Ontario. Uh-huh. And by the time said diaper emergency with the baby was resolved, the loading doors were closed and they wouldn't let them on. Oh, no, that sounds like a, a big time. Yeah, but That's their terrible. luggage and baby stuff and everything had oh. already gone. As if it isn't hard enough traveling with a, with a newborn. This yeah. was their first time traveling with a newborn. Oh, no. So <laughs> apparently they had five hours of booking back and forth and all this, and they almost weren't going to rebook them. So they finally said, okay, we'll rebook you, but the next available flight that's going to get you to Victoria mm-hmm. is a week later. So, Marissa, yeah. thank you for being here. Not a problem at all. So stay tuned for fun stories when Brian comes back. Uh, I'll go right to that. This is one of those. We tell you some really great travel tips. Eitan, you've come up with some good ones over the time. But if you go to the show notes, and again, forgive me, those of you that have it bookmarked and went there hours ago, shownotes.ca, all one word, typed into the address bar, not the Google Bing Yahoo search box. And go down to number 30. This is a really simple one that I love here. If you're flying or expecting someone who is, text yourself, Atan, your flight number. So I just did a couple examples this morning. AC1900. Text yourself. That's all you need to do. And then anytime you want to know the updated departure arrival info, you just simply hold your finger on that flight number and you'll get a pop-up. This works on iPhones and Android. And you'll see a button that says preview flight. Mm, That's a neat one. 
And if you tap on preview flight, it brings you up and it tells you in this case that as of as we come to you live on Saturday morning, AC-1900 is set to depart at 11.40 a.m. Uh, from And it's going to Toronto, Terminal 1, Gate D-43, baggage claim 3. And that will change if there are any changes in the departure. So instead of going through flight tracking apps, instead of going through the airline app, all those other things that work, this is a much simpler one. Just text yourself the flight number, and then you're there. So, and I did a whole bunch of different flights. You'll see the first screenshot on the left there is me just trying a whole bunch of different ones, and I tried them all, and it works. International. Anywhere in the world. So, nice. Yeah, thank you to Scott, who is an airline uh, baggage handler in Vancouver, who I met when I was over at the fireworks. And he listened to the podcast after figuring out who I was, and that's a really cool one. Mm. So I put that over in the show notes there, so stay tuned for that one here. Uh, A couple things off the top here. This is one that Nancy at West Shore RCMP asked us to pass on. Watch out for scam buyers on usedvictoria.com who offer to pay you in advance via a PayPal e-transfer sent to your email address. They'll say, hey, I'm moving, I can't get there, but I do want the item, so let me pay you in advance. Mm -hmm. The thing is, and they've had a rash of these lately, the e-transfer link they send you is they, they insist on sending it to your email. They will not just transfer the money. They send you a transfer link for PayPal. And it's actually a scam link that takes you to a fake login account for your bank. And when you log in with your account number and your password, you're actually giving the scammers that info, and they start draining your bank account. So We, had, we had something similar when, uh, when we were trying to get rid of a few things before we moved. So this is one of those odd duck cases where when you're buying and selling items online, always insist on cash, which is really Mm -hmm. weird for me to say that because it's not a part of my life. I do everything electronically, pay with my iPhone using Apple Pay so the merchant never gets my card number, things like that, and always insist on in-person. And Marissa, this is an important one, especially for women, don't do it alone. Just ask a friend or a neighbor or somebody to be there with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I see here too, yeah, going to a police station, the police say like, yeah, come and do your, your buying, exchanging in front of the station, no yeah. problem. So yeah. and if someone has a problem with that, then, you know. That's a warning. Especially yeah. if it's something small and valuable like jewelry mm-hmm. or, you know, some, anything that's of value that's small that they could literally bolt on you. I mean, most people are great. We've done a bunch of stuff as part of our move out to Sydney. I know you did a move. I imagine there was a lot of stuff. Suzanne become the queen of Facebook Marketplace, getting stuff done when uh, her brother moved to Thailand. She helped him sell everything from generators and toilets and light fixtures on down to small stuff. Yep. And universally, people have been great to deal with. Well, of course. But, if they show you know, up. But at the end of the day, you know, you're, if there's something high value that can be you know, taken away from under your feet, then sure. Yeah, and that works for buyers and sellers. So, and that may seem strange to go down, and you can actually go, if if the police station or detachment is staffed, sometimes, you know, after hours they're not, but otherwise you're welcome to come right in the lobby. If you look on the front door, you'll see a symbol for a program called Safe Harbor. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And that works for anything. Yeah, so you just say, come on in there. And if the buyer or seller, I mean, if it's something physically big, like a toilet, it's kind of hard to lug that down to the local 
Obviously, be detachment. But if you're selling, especially things like jewelry. Well, I mean, and it's the most innocuous things, too. We were selling a uh, bedroom set, like mm -hmm. a single bed yeah. furniture set. And it was, uh, we'd listed it for about 800 bucks. And there was one person that came along and said, uh, on on Facebook, and mm -hmm. basically said, uh, um, I, I'm not in town. I'd like to prepay by e-transfer, and then I'm going to have my movers come and pick it up. And they literally, they were... Uh, my wife had already learned about this, so mm -hmm. she knew and was wary about it. But it was kind of like a no questions asked. Yep, no, it's great. Price is right. And sure enough, when she pushed back, they started getting a bit aggressive with her about yep. it. So. Yeah, so tell your friends. Don't just not fall for it yourself. So the two things there is when buying, selling items online, always insist on cash and in person. Don't be alone. And if the item is valuable, arrange to meet the buyer or seller in a public place where there is video surveillance. Yep. If you want the link to the news release from Nancy and the team at Wesher RCMP, it's item number one in the Tech Talk show notes there. Uh, a couple other things just to help you save some money while you're listening to the show. Apple iPads, Atan, the 8.3, so the mini, 10.2, and 10.9 models are all on sale this weekend, which is something that doesn't happen, 50 to $80 off. That's at Best Buy stores and online. That's in anticipation, purely anticipation, nothing official, that there will be new model or models coming out this fall when... Apple does their annual dog and pony show. Yeah, the, we're coming up to a refresh cycle. So the same goes for iPhones and things like that. Now's not really the best time to be buying one. Yeah. If you wait a month and a half to two, it's a good opportunity to pick up last year's for less. Yes. Ricky at London Drug says they will likely get some really good specials from their partners. Yeah, within the next month or so. Yeah, for back to school. That's a huge point for people. As people going to university, people coming from, like, for example, we have two international students that will be coming to visit us. Oh, lovely. From Turkey and from Germany. So we got to get them SIM cards. We don't need to get them phones. But that's all time. So there will be some really good uh, specials there. There is one that I can tell you about in a plan there. But so anyway, so if you're looking for an iPad... Uh, and you don't need, these are, you know, the current generations that are out there, both the 9th gen and the 10th gen, 50 to $80 off at Best Buy stores and online. I checked the 9th gen iPad is also on sale for $50 off, so $400 at London Drug Stores and online. They will price match the savings on the other models while stock lasts, if you ask. Thanks to Peter for spotting that. Also from the specials, Malwarebytes Premium Anti-Malware. You can buy two or three packages of this and save it for future years because it's one-year license, good for three devices, any combination of Windows, Mac, and Android. $40, $15 off at London Drug Stores and online th this weekend as well. And there's a typo that I'm fixing. So you there. know, all that being said, uh, I've had a lot of people asking me recently uh, with uh, fairly recent iPads and iPhones that they've had. Yes. Um, you know, iPhone 11, I've seen... You know, a couple of people asking about. Yeah. But, uh, generally with the iPads, when someone puts uh, puts in front of me and says, should I be upgrading it? Mm -hmm. And the question that I always respond with is, is it meeting your needs? And because I think a lot of people, when it comes to iPhones and iPads, mm -hmm. they feel this compulsion that they need to upgrade. And it's a throw over from... You know, the early days of iPhones and iPads where, you know, when the technology was really ramping up, yes. there was such a striking difference in performance between one year, you know, and one another year, year to another. Uh, you know, but we're really at a point now when 
you know, you've really got to put a good case forward in order to, you know, justify mm-hmm. switching your devices. And for most people, you know, the response will be, yeah, it's fine. It's working perfectly well. Like, we'll carry on, run it until the gro- into the ground. Well, unless it can no longer get Support updates. the current update. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. If you, but that's if, not what they're asking about. They're asking yeah. about recent, They've got a two-year-old recent, phone, yeah. yeah. Now... Or even a three- or four-year-old iPad. I mean, I've got an iPad yeah. Pro from, I think it's a 2019, and... Yeah, I, I go up. People say, "Do I need do I do I need to upgrade?" And I say, "No, it's working fine yeah. for you." There, yeah. So as long as you're within that that comfortable range. Now, yeah. depending on what you do in your life, there is a huge reason that a lot of people upgraded from the 12 or even the 13 to an iPhone 14 uh, because they are very active and do stuff out in the boonies, and the 14 has that holy grail of satellite help. Right. And so, if that's uh, if that's something that's important to you, you want to go off the grid, and but you, in case you break your leg or something, you want to do that. In fact, there's a there's even a story that uh, Charles Martin uh, put into the show notes for us down there. The numbers have all jumped on me. So, item twenty four: a pair of residents of Missinabi, Ontario, um, they saw a wildfire on an island on Dog Lake. They were worried that wind would carry ash and sparks over to the mainland. There's no cell service. So they used the satellite thing to summon firefighters, and on their in the meantime, with the help of a local firefighter, they boated over and circled the island to uh, start fighting the fire until the the big crews came in. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a really yep. cool thing. So that satellite, and you know, that's that was that's a huge quantum leap in technology, yep. and there'll be more coming. By the way, September thirteenth is the expected date of Apple's dog and pony show when the new i15 models will be coming out. So obviously the retailers anticipating that want to lower their stocks of the current 9th and 10 iPads. So there you go. So in the meantime, yeah, they're they're awesome, but to be able to save 50 or 80 dollars, you know how rare sales on that come. So again, that is linked in the show notes as well. Quick break, we'd love to help you Terry and Paul have anticipated and are already on the phone lines, especially if you've got questions about Max. Well, Etan is here. He eats, sleeps and breathes those, and that's my week area. So, Star 1070 on a mobile phone. 250-386-1161 on a home phone, and we've got some news about that coming up as well. TELUS has got something new as we phase out home phones. You can text us at 107010-107010. You have to be in Canada. If you're listening to us over in Port Angeles, hi, happy Seafair weekend, but no, you'd have to uh, actually phone in or, or text us the other way. And we'll continue after this. BC Day, long weekend edition of Tech Talk. And to the phone lines, to the Batmobile and Paul. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the program. Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. How can we help? My partner has a Mac computer. Um, She uses it a lot. Um, And it's dropping the Internet. It's wireless, and she'll be on the Internet, and all of a sudden it'll drop connection. And, you know, we phone Shaw, and they say, oh, there's good signal, blah, 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 and everything looks yep. fine at their end. We've got, uh, you know, one of the latest routers. The router is probably within 10 feet of the computer. You read my uh, mind. Is it? Does it look like yeah. a loaf of bread on its end with a sloping top? Yes, correct. Okay, so that's if it's gray, it's XB6. If it's white, it's XB7. Uh, it's yep. gray, I think. Yep. I'm XB6. Not right really, now, really so. good, really good modems. Yep. A-Town? Okay. Uh, can you tell me a bit more about the environment, what operating system you're on, how old is the computer? Do you know uh, any of that? 
the computer's older. Um, the operating system would I probably be Google Chrome, I would think. Um, you know, I'm not a, a Mac guy, no. so I don't know. All it wouldn't be now. that. Would, it would be a Mac OS, and it would either have a name or a number like Ventura or Big Sur. When you say older, roughly how old? Any idea, Paul? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're going to say now. Uh, it's probably 20 years. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, that could be a part of it. Um, we uh, over the last well over the last couple of uh, couple of months in particular, um, I've seen a lot of clients who have uh, older Macs that were only capable of going up to High Sierra, which is ten thirteen. Yeah. Over the last couple of months, they've really started dropping off of a cliff in terms of support for yes. things like uh, access to Google Mail. Like if you had the Mac Mail program hooked yeah. up to Google, uh, you have to now do a whole bunch of workarounds to get that working. Uh, Chrome has actually stopped supporting uh, High Sierra. Yeah. So, but in terms of the Wi-Fi itself, if you go back even 15 years where we were in Wi-Fi? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be as concerned about that. I mean, the question is um, that I that I have, uh, is it Paul? Yes. Yeah, the question that I have for Paul is that, you know, is it that you're periodically getting a message that comes up saying, cannot reach the server or server unavailable? Or are you literally seeing the Wi-Fi bars in the top right-hand corner dropping off? Yeah, that's a key question, Paul. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't answer that, but I'm I'm going to assume like she'll be on, uh, working on something, and all of a sudden she's offline. Okay, I see. So, so if the Wi-Fi symbol is actually disappearing from the top right corner, going offline, then that's different from a website can't connect because yeah. of the age of the security. So it's one of those two. If it's the Wi-Fi thing, I know you're not going to like this, but technology we multiply by nine in terms of dog years. <laughs> so literally, that's... That, <laughs> that in term, yeah, yeah that, it's a yeah, really good enough. comparison where okay. people say, well, this thing is only 12 years old. And I go, okay, 12 times 9. Yeah. So you're asking the 108-year-old to carry the couch up the, ch- up the stairs. No, not going to happen. But it, particularly in the case of Wi-Fi, the technology has gone so dramatically different. It, it's just going to... Yeah, give up the ghost. I'll, I'll have to say, though, you know, uh, in all the Macs that I've worked with over the years, I don't see that kind of problem. I've actually never seen uh, a Wi-Fi card completely fail. It happens uh, on the odd occasion. Yeah. There might be something, uh, but in, in most of those cases... Yeah. It's probably more likely going to be on the Shaw box, and Shaw may, Paul, well, may have already had you do this, but if not, making sure that nobody's doing anything important at the time, Pull the power cord out on the Shaw router for, and not 20 seconds. This has changed. Two minutes. But also, there's a, you need to unscrew the coax yes. as well and disconnect that because that forces the modem to kind of re-register. That's right. And then uh, when you plug it back in and connect power first, then coax, it's going to take about three minutes to cycle through. You'll see the lights change color and flash and all that. And when you're all done, that solves a lot of those problems. But if it's still an issue, there is, yeah. um, I have seen a lot of situations where people have what are called uh, custom domain name server setups mm-hmm. where they may be, uh, they may be uh, pointing to Google's domain name service. Yes. And, you know, as free as they are and freely available, they're not always as responsive. Yeah. Um, so, 
So try those uh, basic things, Paul. If not, A-Town's contact info uh, is yeah. in, in the show notes there. I'll give you his number if you've got a pen and paper there. It's best to text him. 250-813-1323. And A-Town, which is spelled A-I-T-A-N at Mac, M-A-C, Zen, Z-E-N dot C-A. If, if none of those things work, we'll do that. Yeah. But but seriously, even if those things do work, if it's seriously... There's certainly a possibility. If it's an old enough computer, you're probably going to hear me saying it's time to time to change it. Yeah, what would be the age limit where it's time to change? Uh, I would say if, uh, if your budget allows, I would say anything above a 2015, if you're having issues, it's time to change. But if definitely you, 2010 and older, you're going to seriously start having issues. Things yeah. will just stop working. I would say that a 20, if your budget is constrained and you have a yeah. 2012, you can probably stretch it out for a year or two, maybe. But if you're a 2010, it's time to retire those. Yeah, you have yeah. no security in the sense that if anything does happen to you, even if your card is compromised through something not to do with your Mac, yeah. you're giving the banks and the credit card companies a get-out-of-jail-free card. They don't have to give you back your money. But because. even even before you get there, it's oh, just yeah. not going to function well anymore. Yeah, you will find that yeah. apps stop working. They say you need an update, and when you click on the update button, it goes, your device can't yeah. handle the update. That's <laughs> your soft warning. Doing that. So there we go. Don't mean to lecture, but <laughs> that's an important <laughs> one. Okay, one other quick thing just before we take a break there. Paul, uh, Terry will come to you right after the news there. wanted to mention as well. If your employer... If you travel a lot, and if your employer offers the Rogers Preferred Program, known as RPP or EPP, they now provide a Canada-USA-Mexico plan for $60 a month. That's a $45 a month saving. So that's 150 gigs of data, which is insane. But more importantly, Canada-USA-Mexico roaming for $60 a month. Not available to you and me, only to employees of companies that uh, provide the Rogers Preferred Plan, RPP or EPP. That is linked in the show notes as well under Tech Deals of the Weekend. Stay tuned. News update and we're back. There are some key changes to the Rogers uh, buyout of Shaw. They're hoping to shut down Shaw Mobile by the end of August, but they have a solution if you are on a tab. We'll have that and more coming up. Now... Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Welcome back to our BC Day long weekend edition of Tech Talk for 2023. Glad to have you along. If you're just tuning in, Eitan Rubini is in studio. He is president of the Victoria Mac and iOS user group. He's also a certified Apple support specialist and the owner-operator of MacZen.ca. A different email address for Eitan will get you faster response, Eitan. Yes. And that would be? And that would be support at maxn.ca. Because the ATAN at maxn.ca is for him, and he doesn't always get to those right away, so the support well, ones go into your ticketing I'm, system. Yeah, and it just it ma- it's making it a little bit easier to manage at any rate. There we go. So I've updated that in the show notes. Thank so you. support at maxn.ca. Okay, back to the phone lines, and Terry. Hi, Terry. Oh, hi. Happy uh, BC Day weekend. How are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> Oh, pretty good. I'm planning a trip to uh, England at the end of uh, September-ish. Nice. And uh, I just needed to uh, check with you. I'm a little confused on uh, if I even need this Aerolo. I, I, I liked it when I read your write-up on it and everything like this. But I'm, I'm a senior going to visit a senior, and we both have iPhones. So 
my understanding is that we can just free text or free um, FaceTime. Do I actually need to get a number? Well, okay, so that will work when you are on Wi-Fi, but if you're out and about to text her to say, hey, I'm lost or I'm staying late at the friend's place, then that is going to cost you. Which carrier are you on for your cell service here in Canada? I'm with Rogers. I just, yeah, yeah. So, with, with Shaw. Yeah. So they, Rogers is called, I think, Rome Like Home, and they will be happily have everything all work for you in England for $16 a day. Oh. A day, oh. yes. So, so it's better I get this there, although then. Yes, exactly, because your other choice to avoid those fees, and all the carriers do this, Atam, your other choice would be to put your phone on airplane mode but then you wouldn't be able to communicate with her or anybody else unless you go and find Wi-Fi when you're out and about. Oh, I understand now. So oh, that's, so that's yeah. why. Oh. Yep, so the idea of Aerolo is, which iPhone do you have? I, I've got the 12. Okay. So this will work perfectly, Atam. Yeah, so uh, the 12s and the 13s were able to support what's called an eSIM. Uh, and an eSIM is an additional subscriber identification so you can actually add on another cellular account without having to take the sim card out of your phone yeah and then you basically go into the switch and you would put your canadian number on hold in effect so you won't be charged anything exactly how do i do that like in settings like do i do that when i get on the plane yeah yeah, if you Aerolo will actually take you through the entire process of getting that uh, that eSIM added to your phone. Yes. Now, if you go to the Tech Talk show notes, uh, Terry, there's a separate tab that says Travel Tech Tips. Yeah. And when you go there, scroll down to item number five, and you'll see. And I've also given you... um, I've also given you an actual cheat sheet that are in the show notes on on how to stay in touch without without doing and it walks you through the six steps to do when you leave and the steps to do when when you come back as well and you basically okay. put your Canadian number on hold and then you tell your iPhone that your Aerolo British number is going to be the number to use for cellular data going forward okay. until you come back. Okay. Yeah, and that works and, and, as well. And it's very I cheap. I just looked for you. If How long are you going for, Terry? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks? Yeah. Okay, so that you'd go on to the 30-day plan. So three gigabytes of data is going to cost you the grand total of $10 U.S. Oh, yeah, that's great. If yeah. you wanted more, if you were going to do a ton of stuff out roaming around, you know, doing Facebook and Instagram and all that, 5 gigs is only $15 U.S., and even 10 gigs is only $22.50 U.S., so I know it's just yeah. dirt compared to what we pay here. But take a look at the Aerolo thing, and that's how it would work, and you basically just put your Canadian number on hold, change your voicemail uh, before you go to say, hey, I'm going to be in Britain, get a hold of me through my through my email or signal WhatsApp or whatever, and I'll give you my UK number, or we can communicate through another app. That's to the people back here? Yeah, that's what you'd put on your voicemail. So if the doctor's office calls to say, we need to change your appointment, they would get this message saying, you can't get me this way, you have to get me through method B. And if I'm if I'm in a in lodging there and I use their Wi-Fi to text the person at home, 
um, that they will get my the British number. Not it, it will look like it's coming in on a on an unknown number. That's right. That's but you can tell them. Yeah, you would tell okay. them in the text. Hi, it's me, and so you know it's really me. You and I met so and so, so they would I, know it's really you. Yeah. Thanks. And the last question is about. I, I was told I read somewhere. I think maybe in your notes, Kevin, to take a very good up. Uh, high grade picture of my driver's license front and back and put it in notes or something. Yes, and also oh. your passport as well. Not just yeah. your driver's license, your passport as well. That way, if yeah. God forbid something happens to those documents, you at least have a way of proving it's you that you're not right. a scammer and they will try and help you. And is there a better way or a best way of doing that other than just putting it on my table and taking it with my iPhone photo? No, that's exactly the the best way to do it. The passport one is really challenging because of the reflections built in for the security. So you may have to take five or six pictures till you get one where there isn't a reflection. Yeah, that's really important. And then lock that in your notes. We've actually had people who've had their... We had a lady in Barcelona who had her purse um, swiped off her uh, literally at the airport and about to board the flight home. And she was able to file the police report first, but also she went to the gate agent and they still let her on the plane because she had photos of front and back and every page of her passport. And because the police vouched for it, they let her on the plane, whereas other people told, no, you got to stay there, go to the Canadian consulate, see you in a week. So, yeah, so that's the oh. whole point. You never want that stuff to happen, but it's just a tan peace of mind knowing that you've done the best you can to do that. Yeah. There we go. Okay, quick break when we're back with more. Uh, By the way, we'll tell you one other key thing to do when you are traveling, especially outside Canada, when it comes to paying for things to save yourself a ton of money. That and much more when we continue on Tech Talk. Nineteen before the hour on Tech Talk with Alan and Eitan and Marissa. Brian will be back, hopefully, with stories to tell about why he's not here now next weekend. So we got a text here. We were telling you about the easy way of checking your flight status. And person says, I texted myself AC1900, just a, for example, a flight number. But when I hold my finger on the message, I do not get preview flight. I only get emojis. I'm wondering if you're on an Android phone and you have an earlier operating system. I had a friend try it on an Android phone on their phone is two years old and it worked so hmm I know it definitely works on iPhone so apologies if that's an if that's an issue that's only come recently the only other thing I can think of is if it, if it is an iPhone if you're pressing on the outside of the message and not yep. necessarily on the link itself yep your finger literally has to be right on the link in order to register it because it may be getting the tap back ah uh. Options, which are like the thumbs up, thumbs down, heart. Yes, that might be it. Devil in the details. Here's the text. Now, this person, you sent this text to our email address, but it still worked through. It translated it. But so this might be a little cryptic here. iPhone 12. Sometimes when I go to take the photo button, it won't click. I don't know why. I also have a wheel on the screen which shows 0.5x, 1x, all the way to 5x. Why? Okay. So what you've done is you've said you want to change the zoom ratio. So instead of having just those three precise settings, Atan, of wide angle, 0.5, normal, 1, and 5x, mm-hmm. they actually give you a wheel so you can slide. If you slide, press and hold on it. Yep. If you press and hold on it. So I think what happened was 
you didn't actually tap the photo button even though you meant to. You actually tapped just to the right of the photo button where the zoom scale is, and it now thinks you want to change the zoom ever so slightly. Mm. Uh, the other option is, I think we were discussing this in the break just now, um, fingernails. Yes. Uh, as well. If you uh, hear a click when you tap the screen, that's your fingernail, which does not conduct electricity. It's never going to work. Just move your finger slightly flatter and... Yeah. Uh, if you also find, and this is something you taught me many years ago, um, if you find that when you tap the white circle, and this works for any mobile phone or tablet, and, you, and your, your, your hand tends to jerk and you get a sometimes blurry picture, instead of tapping the white circle to take a picture... Squeeze the volume button on the side of your phone. Yep, that action uh, uh, functions like a shutter button. Yeah, but then you yep. can hold the phone really firmly, especially if you're leaning out over the balcony or something and you're worried you're going to drop it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be holding it with one phone and using the other hand to tap. Just squeeze it, just like a little, a little, very brief. Not don't hold it, but click, and you'll and you'll see it. You'll hear the shutter sound, and it works. I love that one for doing that there. Okay, back to the phone lines and Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Tech Talk for BC Day Long Weekend. Hi. Now that um, Apple has canceled PhotoStream, it's still showing on my Apple devices. Will it just drop somehow, or what happens? If it's an older uh, operating system, then it might not go away because only the latest operating system is going to get an update that's going to say, hey, PhotoStream is not being supported. So you may want to check and see what uh, operating system you're on or you may need a software update in order to yeah. uh, for it to do that. So well, I, have a, I have an iPhone 12 Pro Max and it's still showing there. Is it then, is it completely is your operating system completely up to date or does it say oh, yeah. that there's a software update available? No, it's all is up to date totally. Well, I mean it might just go away at some point, but uh, I would say if you wanted to you can really turn it off. I mean it's benign if it's yeah. there, it's oh. not really doing anything and it's it's okay. completely harmless. Yeah. Okay. All there right, you thank you. Thanks, okay. Lisa. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye bye. Okay. Now, one of the key things we learned many years ago from Rick Steves, actually, a famous uh, person. He's not far away from us. He's just down in Muckleteal, just down Washington State on, uh, on Puget Sound there. When you travel outside your country, and this applies if you are visiting us from the USA as well, when you go to buy something, whether it's a restaurant, convenience store, you know, store, whatever, it will pop up on the on the little terminal that where you're going to tap or do whatever to pay. It says, would you like that um, displayed in Canadian currency? Whenever you put in a foreign card from the country you're in. Right. Or if you're American and you're here in Canada, it says, would you like that displayed in USA currency? Yeah. You go... No, it's not that big a deal. We know the god-awful exchange rates here in Canada, the U.S. But if you're in another country where the currency bears no relation to what you're used to, you know, like Mexico with pesos or somewhere, don't do that. Yeah. Because what they happens is... gouge you at their own rates. Yes. Four to six percent extra, and that convenience fee is split with the merchant or the hotel. So if it's a $60 equivalent restaurant meal... You're going to be paying another, you know, if you figure that out, you know, 10% would be six. So it's going to be about $3 more. And $1.50 of that goes to the restaurant and $1.50 of that goes to the credit card company. Yeah. No, never, never do that. The same thing if you go to get cash out of an ATM in not your country. In Europe, they're called Bancomat. 
instead of ATM here. When you put your card in, it says, what language would you like? And you tap English, and it says, okay, here's the exchange rate. Would you like to lock in that exchange rate? No, because they charge you a 2 to 3% fee for your peace of mind of knowing what that exchange rate is. But it's not that exchange rate because they're adding on 2 to 3% for the convenience. No, let your bank or credit card do that. They trade billions of dollars every day, and you'll get a very preferential rate. Those two things should be illegal. They're not. They're just immoral. Those are in the Tech Talk Travel Tech Tip section of the notes at item number 19 and 20. Love that one. That's a really useful little one. Okay, another text here for you. When I manually back up my 2022 MacBook Air M2 to an external one terabyte hard drive through Time Machine, which I've done before with no problems, I now receive a message that Time Machine could not complete the backup. No other apps are open. I'm not a fan of the cloud. Any ideas? That's from Marge. Uh, it's not unusual to have to occasionally wipe a backup drive and uh, start all over again. Oh, yeah, I did not know that. Well, uh, every once in a while, only because with the newer operating systems, particularly on Venture and Monterey, they changed how the backups are being supported. Mm-hmm. And if it is a backup drive that has got more than one machine being backed up to it, it won't have a problem with it. But if it's only backing up to that one machine, it may actually want you to switch to a newer file system, ah. which is the uh, a couple of, well, it's actually back in Catalina. Yeah. They started migrating away from a 20-year-old file system called HFS Plus yes. uh, to something called APFS. And so these newer operating systems are basically saying, look, you need to... You're, Backup right. is so. Even though it's the same MacBook yeah. she's always had, it thinks in effect it's doing another total backup because it's changed the file system and there might not be space on the drive. Well, it's not so much that. It's every time every time your computer does a backup and then finishes, mm-hmm. it goes through a cleanup process. Right. But it also verifies the health of the backup, and so it's never. It's not always going to report that there's a problem with the existing backup. Yeah. Um, you, if you go into your system settings, you might see a an error, a red dot show up in Time Machine yep. uh, that gives you more information. But you're generally going to get uh, a general warning saying that it couldn't back up. So, um, okay. So what should Marge do in this case? What was the thing if she's getting that message? Uh, go to system settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the general tab. And then if you scroll down, you'll see Time Machine. You click on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you might see a red dot. And that red dot will give you some more information about what's actually going on. Okay. But then in order to erase the drive and start over? Uh, I would say get someone to help you. That's the easiest there thing you to go. do. <laughs> yep. Atan would be available to do that if you want. Or, or Charles or Brian when, he, when he's back. Their contact info is in the show notes there for you. Quick break and back with more. As we continue on Tech Talk for BC Dell on weekend, all sorts of weird things in the homework videos section of the show notes this week. Thank you to everybody. They all have a sort of musical bent in there. One I'll just mention first before I get Marissa to play the accents one here. Team Philippines winning entry in the 2023 Honda Celebration of Light Fireworks competition. I put a link into that. I added it last Sunday. 
after I went to the show in Vancouver. It was amazing. Just 500,000 of my closest friends and me. Um, but I also put another link in there, 43. See how the fireworks like these are made and launched. That one's there for you. But the, the other one that I thought that would work really well on radio, although you'll want to watch it to see the people speaking as well, Ollie Richards takes us through 11 difficult English accents that he bets you won't understand. Eitan, you have a bit of British accent. See, see if you can pick this one up. We're going to nationalise them. That'll be the end of all the work. I've been eating good shepherds left over. It's not the young men that are going They won't be getting a decent living to get out there. If you know what a butterloggy is, well, then you might know this dialect. It has the same roots as Scots, and they were once part of the same kingdom. So while most English accents were influenced by the Saxons, this English was shaped by the angles. Um, you can take now, that I'm out. Talking no, about I can tell you what it is. got to go find it. So he's got 11 of them. Any idea what that one was? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you understand any of the uh, words? I just, I, I don't think I was even mentally prepared for that onslaught. <laughs> it's quite something. It's good to be able to see it visually. So that's yeah. real. Yeah. That's uh, Northumbrian English. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. So it's a really good one. So that's item number forty-one in the, in the Tech Talk show notes. Uh, and there's a bunch of others that, that we'll get to in there as well. Also, by the way, if you're new to the show notes, go down to the very bottom. We started this back at the beginning of the pandemic when we really needed some something lighter. We started putting our favorite sign of the week mm. in there. Many of you contribute to these. Thank you to everyone. This one's a little different. It's um, a sign by the World Wildlife Fund capitalizing on the demise of the Twitter bird logo. So I'm not going to tell you any more. Did you enjoy that? I did, and I think that's more appropriate. What did you do? Oh, very good. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the phone lines and Ed. Hi, Ed. Bring us some sanity here. Yeah, I'll try. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Um, a couple of quick questions. The first one was um, in relation to uh, photos using the uh, iPhone. When I take a photo with my iPhone... It takes some time for the photo to be loaded onto the cloud. And if I keep the photo app open on my phone, it doesn't seem to um, go up to the cloud. Yeah, so uh, when you take a picture and you go to the Photos app, it's only going to upload uh, if you're on, uh, by default anyway, if you're on Wi-Fi. Uh, and if you're not actually going into the Photos app, it only doesn't upload if you're on Wi-Fi and your phone is locked and plugged into power. That's right? because you might have taken 47 photos and you might not have a lot of data and they don't want you to get angry with them when they use up all your data uh, uploading to iCloud. So that's why it's set by default for yeah. Wi-Fi only. But typically I, what happens... Sorry, I should have really clarified my question because when I say upload is when I, I take the photo with my, my, um, my phone and I want to see it on my computer. Yes, yes, exactly. It first has to upload to the cloud and then your computer has to check and see what's new. So typically iCloud Photo Library is, you know, it's a great service, but at the end of the day, uh, you want to allow maybe uh, 10 minutes, yeah. around oh. 10 minutes between, between it uh being uploaded and also being downloaded as well. But if you oh. want to see it right away, open up your Photos app after you've taken it, tap on Recents and go all the way down to the bottom where it will tell you 
It'll either say synced with iCloud just now, or it'll say iCloud photo syncing is paused to save battery, and there's a button that says sync now. That will override and do it right then. Yep. Okay. So that's My the- second question has to do with these uh, um, high-capacity small thumb drives. Like, you can get a two-terabyte thumb drive, but they seem, I, I tried one, and it seemed to be awful slow yeah. uh, in transfer data. That's I guess right. that's the trade-off, isn't it? Well, well then they're, they're not all built the same. Um, so when you're buying a when you're buying a flash drive, you can also check to see uh, what its performance rating is. Uh, some of the better ones will give you like uh, five to six hundred megabytes per second. I only use uh, typically uh, SanDisk makes a, yeah. makes a product called an Extreme Pro. Uh, thumb drive. It's you know it's literally about the size of my thumb, but it gives me it gives me five to six hundred megabytes per second transfer rate. So some some of the cheaper ones, uh, however, they may give you lots of capacity, but they're not actually very fast. And do you actually mean a thumb drive, like one that's the size of your thumb, that's two terabytes? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that's a scam. There isn't such oh. a thing. You can I, get. I had one home from uh, from Amazon. I know. I'm looking at a bunch online right now. There's one from Timu for $7.28 for a two terabyte. That's a scam. There is You cannot get that much capacity on a thumb drive. You can get it on one, a shirt pocket drive, but you can't okay. get a thumb drive. Stay on the line. I'll talk to you off the air about that. Yeah, that's an unfortunate scam. You're, you're about 512 gigabytes, I think, is about the most you can get on a thumb drive without going broke. I'll check the prices for you and have that when we continue in hour number two of Tech Talk for BC Day Long Weekend. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. This is the second half of our BC Day Long Weekend Edition for 2023. Welcome aboard if you're just tuning in. I think there's lots of useful stuff there for you in the first half. Marissa will make a podcast for you, and you can listen to it all later. Marissa is back with us because Brian got stuck, had a diaper. He didn't. Sounds wrong. He didn't have a diaper emergency. Baby had diaper emergency in Ontario, and they missed their flight. And I'm not sure why, but it's taken him a week to get another flight booked. So he'll be back with us. Uh, next weekend when Francis Baklinski will be with us from Priority One Computers. In the studio with me right now is... Eitan Rubini. Still knows his name. Yes. <laughs> Last time I checked, anyway. Eitan's the president of the Victoria Mac and iOS user group. He's also a certified Apple support specialist. His wife says he should be certified. And the owner-operator of MacZen.ca. And you will see him in person with us on Wednesday at Eagle Beach at Elk Lake at the group picnic shelter because that is where the Victoria Mac and iOS user group monthly meeting will be. It will be a barbecue. Corn I'm on, looking forward to it. It's corn on the fantastic. Uh, if you want. If you want to bring your own, but Atan will be staffing, <coughs> staffing the barbecue. Yeah, corn on the cob. I didn't think about that. Oh, that that's always a good one. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to upset your, your plans there. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Want to go over a couple of key things just before we go back to the phone lines, texts, and emails here. Rogers is hoping to shut down Shaw Mobile by the end of August. As a result, they've started mailing out auto transfer kits to those Shaw Mobile customers who've not migrated. Now, there's a catch here. 
The kits include a new Rogers SIM card and the date on which your Shaw Mobile service will be migrated. Your service will stop working on that date. You won't get service until you insert the new Rogers SIM card. So the catch, Eitan, is for people going traveling. Mm -hmm. If you're away when this arrives in the mail, and if the date in that kit is while you're on holidays, (coughs) phone stops working. Hmm. And the new SIM card that will make it work is waiting (coughs) back at home. So if you're going to go on an August holiday and you're on Shaw Mobile, it's essential you go to a Rogers store and get migrated before you leave. Okay, I put a screenshot of the note. Now I have a good update for you. But you're going, yes, but I don't want to update yet because I'm on a tab. I bought my phone through Shaw and I still owe them $180 or whatever. We just got this answer. Rogers staff have been told that Rogers will not auto-migrate people with a tab. They will send you an email with a link and they will transfer the tab manually from your Shaw account to your Rogers account because the banks won't let them do it automatically, which is the banks protecting you because they don't know how much your tab is and they don't want to give Rogers the authority to just start putting a tab on your account. So they are going to do that. So they've made that decision. We understand that's not official. That's just from people that do this. That's what they've told me. So if you're one of those people that has a Shaw mobile tab that is outstanding, you can relax. You don't have to pay it off all at once to do the migration. You can wait and they will do that. Yay. That's fantastic. You may remember we talked in the last couple of weeks that we had found some Shaw Mobile, Freedom Mobile phones that were still locked to the carrier. We're going, well, no, no, that stopped in 2017. The CRTC made that illegal. Not everybody got the message at the carrier end, so there were a bunch of phones there. So Cassandra at the uh, Rogers store at Mayfair raised that with the powers that be. And lo and behold, they went through their list of every phone number on file and they had their teams identify all remaining locked phones on their networks and they sent unlock commands to them. So problem solved. You don't have to deal with that issue again. Hmm. Fantastic. So a couple other key things. Uh, Now, uh, one of the things that's changed out there in the world, Telus-owned Public Mobile has done an about-face ATAN and is now offering 5G plans after saying it wasn't going to. This comes after Freedom and Virgin Plus both launched 5G plans. That leaves Rogers' own Fido as the only major budget carrier without 5G plans. So the competitive marketplace is working. And one other one that Charles Martin, the program director for Remiba, came up with, Air Canada has made a deal with Apple, which lets you watch Apple TV Plus shows, including Ted Lasso, for free Hmm. on Air Canada flights. That's amazing. That's a big deal. Hmm. In addition, Apple is offering Air Canada customers a two-month free trial of Apple TV+. Plus. Isn't that delightful? Not only that, but Garth, who listens to the show regularly, who was not planning a flight, wasn't going to book a flight just to get the two-month trial, but I'm going to bring my phone volume up here. He just sent this text, so Garth is going to be spoken by Siri. Morning, Alan. I tried your show notes link for two months free Apple TV to Air Canada customers. I tried it and it worked. Didn't get asked for any proof of flying or even thinking about flying. Haven't even flown since before the dark ages. Unlimited Ted Lasso till October 5th. Thanks. There you go. Charles, if you're listening, there you go. (coughs) Garth, thanks you. Fantastic. That's a good one. Uh, Charles is a sci-fi fan. He'll be headed off to, where did he say he was going? Long Island for a conference? Oh, you know what? I I 
didn't actually okay, absorb that part. Okay. <laughs> so Eitan's going to fill in for Charles at one of the events we do. But anyway, yep. if, uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, heads up. Paramount Plus is taking over from Crave as the streaming home of Star Trek here in Canada. Some shows have moved already. The rest will be yeah. migrated this month and next. I am disappointed about that. Because? Well, because uh, I enjoy Crave for other reasons. Yeah. Right? And uh, Star Trek was a bonus. So... I enjoy Crave because I, my friend gave me her password, and I don't. I, I love Star Trek, and I don't want to pay for something else to watch Paramount it. Plus, yes. Oh. This is part of that change. There is a service. I'll, I'll update the show note. That's item 13 in the show notes. The numbers all went wonky on me. Long story. Um, there is a service called Just Watch. You can get an app for your smartphone or tablet called Just Watch. On the website, it's justwatch.com slash CA, and that will tell you which seasons of which show are on what streaming platform. So before you subscribe to any streaming platform, because that's where you think show X is, you may find that only the first three seasons are there. The rest are on another platform. So I'll put that link into the show notes to do that one. That's a really service here. Now, here's the one that a bunch of you are going to go, ah, about, so please don't shoot the messenger. Wired Home Phone Service, we've talked about this, is starting to fade away. We're the last part of the world that has it. So in anticipation of that, TELUS is now offering a wireless home phone service. Several of you have sent me this saying, is this real? It depends. It's from 10 to $30 a month, depending on what service you have now with TELUS, if any or none. It includes unlimited Canada-wide calling. You can get unlimited USA calling as well for $10 a month more. Here's how it works, Atan. You plug your current home phone or phones into the wireless home phone modem. You insert the SIM card that comes in the package. And all your calls are routed over the TELUS mobility network. Hmm. So it's basically wiring your home phones into the cell phone service. Right. Because that's the only thing that will work in the event of a power outage. That's pretty good. Now, this wouldn't work in the event of a power outage because the modem is powered by plugging into the wall. Yeah, but most of these things have uh, backup batteries. Like even Shaw's digital home phone had a backup battery built into it. Yes, I'll have to check. I wouldn't be surprised. I will check to see if that works because that's kind of key. But so if you really understand that home phones are going away and don't want to be paying that money for something that's going to go away anyway, but you want to keep that number you could then transfer it. And so if you have four or five little wireless handsets around the house, mm-hmm. you could continue to use that. So this would be a way of doing that. So this is that bridging the gap between technologies. Yep. So TELUS is the first ones to offer that. I put a link to it in the show notes. It is item number 15. And one more, you're going to not believe this is the one we should have saved for April Fool's Day, but this is real. Somebody sent me this. We've had myriad other reasons why we suggest you not buy an HP printer, but this one is outrageous. In an effort to get you to use their HP Smart app, which tracks your printer usage, HP is claiming that their new printers only print wirelessly. That is totally false. When you go to where the USB jack would be, there's a sticker that says no USB jack, Wi-Fi only. Guess what? You peel off the sticker, and there's the USB jack, and it yeah, works. Yeah, you know, I I have come across uh, on a couple of recent installations for HP. Uh, the process of getting them set up is a little bit 
you have does to rub be, me the wrong way. If you don't actually complete the whole setup right. process and it create an work. account, you you can't really get the printer working properly. It will not work unless you connect it to the internet. Yeah. And even if you do, and then you unplug it from the internet after a month, it will stop working. You have to keep it connected to the mothership at HP. And yeah. if that's not bad enough, um, Eric pointed out when he went this, if you buy ink for an HP printer in one country, it won't work on an HP printer bought in another country. No. They've region-locked the cartridges. Remember how they used to do that with DVDs? Yeah, that's outrageous. They've region... So, I mean, how many more reasons can we get for not using... A, this is... But, I mean, but that's... Well, it's unfortunate because they're actually really good printers. I mean, quality-wise, yeah. they've been, they've been quite exceptional. But to always... literally put a sticker over the HP jack, and the sticker's on pretty firmly over the USB jack that says <laughs> there's no jack here. Okay, so we're just going to boycott. HP Absolutely. Yeah. That's how you, you've got to speak with your wallet. That's the only... But but isn't that out, the height outrageous. Of, of outrageous to actually cover it with a firmly attached sticker that says, to be fair, it doesn't say no jack, it just says no USB. And it's it like, says don't on the use the USB. Is probably but it says they're... in the printer's manual, this is a wireless printer only. It yeah. says right on the box, and then That's you crazy. peel off the sticker and... Uh, that one there. One other one for you, homework, especially those of you um, that uh, have a heritage from the UK. Item number 22, I uh, put in a photo, uh, a really wonderful photo of the late queen before the fireplace at Balmoral Castle. One of the last photos taken before her passing. It is one of 20 images in the annual UK Picture Editors Guild Awards. You are allowed to vote, even though you're not in the UK or from the UK necessarily. All 20 pictures there. Marissa's been looking through them. Did you find a favorite? Which one did you come up with? I'm Yeah, I'm drawn to this horse one just because it looks really, I don't know, with the smoke and everything, it's really beautiful. Oh, a fer- it's a, a farrier in Yorkshire. Yes, he's doing, doing something to his, his yeah. shoes, his horseshoes, <laughs> whatever you call it. What about you? Which I one would you I chose number 15, the Ukraine girl in the train. Yeah. There's some really neat, really neat photos. They're very evocative. It's uh, Photos are a magic art. It doesn't matter how good the camera you have is. Composition is everything, and some of these are wonderful. And Prince, uh, Prince Louis is stars in, strangely, four of the, of the 20. You'll see why when you go look. So go to the show notes, cast your vote, and we'll see... I think in two weeks, which one is the winner. Okay, Saturday morning, we are live. We'd love to help you out, especially if you've got questions uh, about Mac products, where Atan's forte is there. Star 1070 on a mobile phone, 250-386-1161 on a home phone or a mobile. 107010 by text. Include your first name somewhere in the text, if you would, just because unlike when you text me on a phone, on the computer system, it has no idea who you are, so I just have to refer to you by phone number. Emails will also work at techtalk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com. Nineteen after the hour on Tech Talk, uh, Marissa. For people that are heeding our advice and are going down to Rogers to get migrated from Shaw Mobile, no use going to the Uptown store. You got a caller? Uh, yes, saying that uh, they went there and it's closed down due to staffing issues. There we go. So Rogers Mayfair would be the place to go, but it's not where it used to be. It is now in what was the Shaw store, so halfway between the food court and the bay. 
we got a big staff there, a much bigger area. They will be glad to help you out. One scam from our friend Ron Fraser that I thought was worth mentioning. Item four on the show notes. Watch out for authentic-looking scam emails claiming to be a subscription renewal receipt from Amazon Prime Video. I put in the screenshots from Ron. Dear Prime Video subscriber, and it's got names in there. We hope this message finds you well. Thank you for being a valued member of Prime Video and continuing your support. This email serves as a confirmation for the successful renewal of your Prime Video subscription. Below you will find the receipt for your payment. Subscription amount $65 Canadian. And you go, but I'm not a Prime subscriber. And you call the toll-free number that they give you. And if you call, they will answered by a scammer posing as Amazon, they'll either try to get you to give them your credit card info, supposedly, so they can refund you. In fact, they'll drain your card. Or they'll try to get you to check your account online for the refund, then pretend to over-refund you and pressure you to send them the difference. The interesting thing was, if you check the email address that it sent from ATAN, you can see the one on the left. It says it's from billing info at ePrime Video. Mm-hmm. But if you actually hold your finger on that, it comes up as Baby O. Perry at Outlook.ie. Geography test. Where's .ie? I was just going to ask. <laughs> um, I.E. I don't know. Any idea, Ata? Ireland. That's really? not Amazon Prime Video. Mm. Now, we've reported that address because Outlook.ie is Microsoft, so we've reported that address. It's been shut down, but they will create another one in another country, and we'll keep doing this. The bottom line here, never... Click on links in emails like this. Never call phone numbers in emails like that either. That, that's really important. So, Ron, thank you for sending that scam. While we're doing scams, one there from Vicky as well. This is not particularly new, and this is one of the more poorly written emails, but I have five of you contacted me to say, should I do this? So I thought, okay, I'll put it back in. A uh, fresh batch of scam emails purporting to be from Microsoft, warning that they're going to stop processing, processing emails unless you verify your account. Here's the wording. Dear Microsoft user, this is the last time we notified you that we will stop processing incoming emails in your account. Reasons are you failed to verify your Microsoft account, which may lead to permanent delete of your account from our database in the next few hours. A couple of red flags there in that <laughs> sentence Two or paragraph. Three. Yeah. No punctuation. Yeah. Um, send, Kindly take a minute to complete our email verification below. Important notice, account disconnection will take place today, 12 midnight, if issue not resolved, in bright red. You know, it kind of makes me wonder, why not just go the extra mile and make sure it, like, really looks good? Because some of these, you know, they're close. Yeah. They're close. That one's not close. Yeah. Because they're in a foreign country. Yeah, but that can't be the reason. They're using Google Translate. Somebody's told them they can make money doing this. You know, they were in a sweatshop somewhere uh, working this. The Verify Now button takes you to a fake Microsoft account login page hosted on Google Docs, which is Microsoft's competition. So, whole bunch of warning clients. So, thank you, Vicky, for spotting that. Never click on links and emails like these. And one last security one before we take a break. This is good news. Instagram is making it harder for people to spam you with direct message requests. People you don't follow can now only send you one message. And it can only be a text-only message, no image of body parts or anything else. Hmm. Text-only message. Hi, this is Eric. I'd like to connect with you. That's as far as they can go. So I had an interesting scam try and happen to me yesterday, actually. My friend's mom had her car stolen from the gas station, of oh, all places. Someone wow. 
stole a car, crashed it, ran up the street, grabbed her car from the gas station and drove away. Um, and so I posted on uh, like community connection. If anyone sees uh, keys and a wallet belonging to mm-hmm. my friend's mom, and um, the admin of that page said she was blocking four people trying to give me a, a service to find this car. They contacted me through Instagram, and I posted this on Facebook. Yes, they con- contacted me on Instagram saying I can help find your car, and I looked at their page. And it was just some weird random yeah. photos of different cars in Europe and because stuff. Because who owns Instagram? Meta. Who okay. owns Facebook? Uh, oh. Meta. I was wondering, yeah, how they, how they They're connected. Same company. I didn't bother asking what the scam was. I usually like to have fun with these people <laughs> for a little bit. I just thought it was so, like, what's the scam going to be? How are they going to find this car? And, you know. Yeah, don't know. Don't want to find out. Okay, yeah. quick break. Back with more. Okay, so senior moment. Alan was too busy not watching the clock and paying attention to Marissa there. We don't need a break, so we are back with you, and we'll carry on for another couple minutes. Then we'll do the news break. Don't laugh at me. I'm just trying to do get my act together here. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. There we go. Uh, so the answer to the, uh, the other one that I wanted to mention here is, this is a kind of cool story here, a Toronto man who found the ultra-rare one-ring card this is from that Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. He bought it in a package at a store in Whitby, Ontario, opened it up, found this ultra-rare card. He sold it, but he didn't sell it to just anybody. He sold it to rapper Post Malone for $2.64 million U.S. Oh, my God. And he's got a photo of him, and he, and he actually f- took the card and flew out to California to have it authenticated to make sure that it was the real one, came back... And decided that, well, that's a life-changing amount of money. So even though he's got this, Brooke Trafton says he plans to keep working his day job in retail. So if you're not familiar with this, um, it's part of a collectible, one-of-a-kind card created for the fantasy game Magic the Gathering. It's part of a collection celebrating uh, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings series of novels. Wow. So that's it. So, that is yeah. a life So he's got a, there's a 15-second video of him with Post Malone who looks at it, who just wanted to see it, and then he said, I'll buy it. And long story short, over a period of few minutes that they agreed to do it, $2.64 wow. million because wow. Post Malone bought it with U.S. dollars. So that's why it works out to that weird amount. $2.64 wow. million for a card. The link to that, if you want to see the video and all that, is item number 25 in the show notes. We'll save the other one. There's a really cool thing with... Well, well, actually, no, we'll do this. Marissa, we'll bring up um, Taylor Swift. So, as you know, she's on her heiress tour. She's got six dates coming up in Toronto here. Um, this person filmed the ent- videoed the entire thing at her performance July 28th at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. He's in row uh, one, section 308. He filmed it in 4K, and it's pretty phenomenal quality. So if you've been hearing about this and you want to know what it is, here's just a little bit of the excerpt. Is there anyone here tonight who put in an extensive amount of effort in order to be here with us on this Friday evening? She performs for three hours. 
that's what I thought. I thought this based on the evidence of you being really dancey and really bouncy and you seemingly knowing every single lyric to every song we have played so far. There you go. You go if you're if you're a Taylor Swift fan, you're going to go nuts if you know somebody who is. Um, but if you're not, go watch this video and just skip through it and look at the phenomenal staging and the job they do. She gave $10,000 bonuses to each member of her road crew. This is a massive... They say it's the first tour that's going to hit a billion dollars. I'm a huge fan of not so much of her music, but of her ethics and her work ethic. This is a phenomenal job. And the quality from this phone up in section 308. So thank you to what's the fellow's name, David, who posted that there. The entire concert's there. If you can't get to it, then there you go. Thank you, David. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Okay, my brain is back on track for the clock. Sorry about that one on the last part there. So you'll have fun time to figure that out for the podcast, but we'll make it work. Thank you. Back to the phone lines and Stan. Hi, Stan. Thanks for being with us. How can we help? Uh, so going to Europe with the T-Mobile SIM card, uh, you use striking all the time the 30 days. So I will need for a few days to drive and then one coming back. And it's, I'm going over 30 days for five weeks. So is it 30 days? Uh, uh... Yeah, so what you would do is you would, oh, then you would just um, add additional time onto it. You can do that through the Aerolo app. You can do additional time to extend it. So you could extend it for another week or another two weeks if you needed to. So if I don't use for two weeks in the middle... It doesn't count? No, it still counts. It counts from the time you first yeah, start yeah. using it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. And where are you? Where, what countries will you be going to, Stan? Uh, so we're going to be in, in Germany, Italy, and then we're going to Poland. Okay, so in that case, instead of getting a specific card, I would use the Europe. I would use the Aerolo Europe um, card, and that will connect you with Eurolink, which covers you for 39 countries. And, oh, they know, oh, well, look, they just added it on now. So you don't want this, but just so you know, they just added on a 90-day version. Oh, okay. Now, Perfect. that's $100 U.S., so that's too oh, much. That's too that's much. Too no, much. because, no, the 30 days is only $37. And then if you needed an extra week, that would only be $5 more. So well, I would I use the $37 one and for 30 days. And, well, in fact, I, if you don't even need that much data... They have a 5 gigabyte one for $20. That's what they probably need. Yeah, so 5 gigs for $20 U.S., and then when you need the extra days, you can just add on for another $5 U.S. That'll give you another gigabyte for an extra week. But did you do anything? Did you hear about anything in Europe, T-Mobile SIM card? Uh, Well, that would mean taking the SIM card out of your phone and putting in. Yeah, the, the, the... the eSIM card is not going to work on my phone, and my phone is eight, uh, Apple 8. Oh, no. In that case, you will need to do that. Yes, so T-Mobile is one of the better companies for covering mm-hmm. multiple countries in Europe. But then you don't have to get just 30 days. You can tell them that you need that you need yeah, 45 as days. You, as you go. Yeah, pay as you go. They'll give you. But now here's the catch. Where do you first land, Stan, in Europe? Germany. Okay, so you need to make sure that they don't ding you double data 
for outside Germany, and you also need to make sure that you can top it up using a Canadian credit card. T-Mobile, I'm quite sure you can, but you just want to double-check that. Okay. Sometimes Thanks, they Alan. want a European card. Have a good trip. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Take care. A- yeah, Devil, Atan. Devil is always in the details on those travel things. If you are going to be getting a SIM card in another country, especially if you're going to more than one country, ask. Don't get a budget carrier. Resist the urge to save three euros or whatever. Get the mainstream carrier, so the Orange, the Vodafone, the T-Mobile, and ask, can I top it up with my Canadian credit card? And can I top it up from a different country? So if you buy it in Germany and you go to Poland and you need more, and get them to check. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh, yeah, of course. Why? No. Because otherwise you need to have, like, a local credit card? Yes, a European yep. card. Or you may find that you can't top it up even with a European card from a different country. You have to be in the country where you bought it. That's normally only the budget carriers. So not a problem there. Okay, Saturday morning we're live. We'd love to help you with any questions that we can. You can text them, phone us, or email here. And let's see, what have we got here? Questions about iPod AirPod Pro 2. I've been finding since date of purchase that my AirPods, while on calls, will get very crackly and intermittently cut in and out, and the receiver on the call hears an awful noise blowing out their eardrums. Woo. I reset them and reconnected them a hundred times. This problem doesn't happen when I'm using my iPad for FaceTime. Just the iPhone and doesn't happen while listening to music. I've had that too myself. Uh, uh, There is a replacement program in place. Call Apple Support. Give them the serial number of the AirPods, and they will replace them for you. So the easiest way to do it is to go and get the Apple Support app on your phone. It's a good thing for everybody to have on their iPhone or their iPad anyway. It's dark blue with a little Apple white logo in the corner. It's called Apple Support. And then you just tap the buttons, and they will literally call you back in about a minute. And then they'll talk to you, and then, yep, they'll tell you what button to press to give them the serial number. And they'll go, oh, yeah, we know what that is. And you'll get a brand new pair. Yep. I wish everything was that easy there. Um, James says, "Uh, what's the best computer shop for a software issue? I just got hacked and had my email icon deleted and start icon frozen. Uh, James, I don't know where you are or what type of computer is. I'm guessing, forgive me if I'm wrong, I'm guessing it's going to be a Windows computer. If you're in the West Shore, there's lots of places, but the people where I trust, uh, the crew at the Gizmos Computers in Westbrook Plaza by the Dancing Fountain. If your downtown Tesseract is closed for the long weekend, London Drugs would be able to help you, but not on probably short notice. Uh, they were saying that they probably got about a week's worth of stuff there. Um, Priority One Computers uh, near Quadra and McKenzie. Again, they are closed for the long weekend. If you want, I'll send you a text back with my number, and I'll see if it's something that that I can help you with just to get you back because we don't want to be cut off there. We were talking at the end of the first hour, uh, and I'm sorry, I forget your name, the fellow that had what he thought was a two-terabyte thumb drive, USB, and we said there isn't such a thing, Mm -hmm. uh, and even a one terabyte is really expensive, so you actually have a one terabyte thumb drive. Yes, and so uh, I only really, um, mostly because, you know, I needed to have a high performance thumb drive and I needed Mm -hmm. it to be ultra portable, Yeah. so uh, I use SanDisk's Extreme Pro. Uh, They have five to six hundred megabytes per second transfer rate. Really, really fast. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's equivalent to what you might get if you put a uh, solid-state drive inside of a 
yeah. replacing a, a regular mechanical yeah. hard drive. Uh, those drives are around five to six hundred megabytes per second. And the price? Uh, well, Amazon is selling them for $165 discounted down from $195 so, for a one terabyte. So if you drive. see a one terabyte USB drive on sale somewhere for $27 yeah, or $6. It's either garbage or it's a scam. Yeah, we just checked. Amazon is full of them. So they keep reporting them. They keep taking them down. These pop up. Ali, AliExpress, Timu, they all have them. They're a scam. Okay, you're not going to get a one terabyte thumb drive for less than a hundred dollars. So please stay stay away. And and he plugged in the computer. Says no, it says to no. If you actually try to write data to it, it'll take forever, and it's just flash memory put inside a USB thumb drive case. So. There we go. Stay away from that one here. We were talking about uh, earlier, this is a text from Patrick, uh, rebooting by disconnecting the router. And we had mentioned to also disconnect the coaxial cable if you're doing that because it's acting up. Mm -hmm. That's on a Shaw router, Patrick. On a TELUS router, you need to disconnect the Ethernet cable. It's the one that looks like a phone jack oversized. That's the Ethernet cable. Yeah, so yeah. that's the difference between Shaw, which uses coaxial, and TELUS, which is using Ethernet. We just switched at our townhouse in Sydney to TELUS Fiber. We, ha- we have the new 2.5 gigabyte fiber, which is just insane. Uh, and yeah, but how can you even make use of that? If I'm downloading a Windows install, it's 20, well, 23 yeah. seconds. No, I understand that, but you're not... I mean, what computer is actually going to be able to pull that in at that rate? One of mine does. The other one is going into Tesseract to get a new gigabit card, which will do that. But yeah, my my standard workhorse so you're computer. Getting, yeah, but you're so you're getting a full gigabit over Ethernet or twenty four hundred and eighty five megabytes per second last night. I'll actually take a screenshot for you. Yeah, two point two point five megabit per second. Gigabits per gigabit second. per second. Yeah. 2,485 megabytes per second. Right, and so you're getting that over Wi-Fi? No, it's coming in on the on the Ethernet cable. Right, but your Ethernet cable is capable of supporting that? Yes. What yeah. is it? Is it a 10-gig port? Yeah. Oh, you've got... Uh, well, but, this, you go. but, but the thing right. I, have, uh, I have to tell you about is when they actually went to install, I got to follow along w- with the uh-huh. installer and watch him how they bring the yeah. fiber optic in. And he cuts the ends off the cable, and then he takes wire cutters and shaves off the the cutting. Mm-hmm. And I go, whoa, that's then. He goes, no, no, we're not done yet. And then he takes another cutter, and he shaves off the thing, and it's the thickness of two human hairs. Yeah, that's crazy. It and, is wild. Yeah, but and that's but, bringing in two point five gigabits. And my yeah. bill went down by thirty seven dollars, so, and they threw in Disney Plus for for a year. So whoa. But here's the key. Right. The only way you're getting that is yeah. because your computer has a 10 gigabit Ethernet port. Yeah. Most computers only have a 1 gigabit, one gigabit. Ethernet port. So that's what I was going to say. So right. if you are tempted to go for the 1.5, whether it's Shaw or Telus or the 2 yeah. or the 2.5, do make sure that, that your, your computer has... can actually yeah. handle it. And if yeah. not, it's not that expensive. My second computer, the one I use yeah. for video stuff... It's going to go into Tesseract next week, and I will get them to put in that card. It's about $40. Yeah, but then you have to actually plug directly into it, 
into yeah. it. If you have it going in into a switch or some kind, then you have to make sure that switch is capable. Otherwise, of you're limited to. to only in air quotes 1,000. Yeah, <laughs> which is still pretty awesome. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, for still. everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we when were you out. think of where we came from. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Okay, quick break. Back with more. Quarter to the hour on Tech Talk for BC Day Long Weekend. Bruce wanted to know, Eitan, if the VMUG barbecue will be on Zoom. No, it won't be. Because it's a barbecue. It's a barbecue. We're not doing any tech stuff at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just conversation. It's purely or social. Yeah, just yeah. purely. Con- there'll be lots of techie conversations, but there's no formal meeting. It's just eat hamburgers yes. and veggie burgers. And yes. veggie burgers. So we could Zoom you cooking. Yep. Set up a little camera okay. there and just watch A10. If you cook. want to, you can. We'll just take pictures. It'll be fine for me. <laughs> um, I have to apologize. I, I misled you uh, unintentionally about the ability to text your flight number to yourself and then tap on it, uh, hold your finger. That only works on iPhones. Uh, Scott, the fellow at the airport, he told me it worked on Android as well. I'm sorry, so to the myriad of you that have tried this in various combinations, Marissa, you tried it itself on your phone? Yeah, it did not work for me at all. Sorry. If anybody has an Android phone and does have a quick way of making that work, please tell me. I'd love to share it there, but otherwise I've updated the, uh, the show notes to say that that only works on iPhones. Really cool thing. So there's a movie out. I'll give you a clue to that, Eitan. See if you know this song. Looking at the title. Yeah, I know this song. Okay, it is. You can say it. I'm a Barbie girl. Yeah. Yeah. So this is that, that that that's just a version that's put up there by a fellow spectral piano. So it's been put up. It, I saw the movie. Went with uh, with my nephew and my wife, and it was honestly blown away. It was not. I never thought I would go to a Barbie movie. Never thought I would say that. It was phenomenal. It's not what you're expecting from the promos that you have seen. As good as those are, it's an awesome message. Very empowering. Very, very funny. Uh, Dame Helen Mirren, believe it or not, it has bits of narration. Oh, okay. Including an absolutely classic line in the middle. You want to see it in the theater with an audience. It's absolutely fabulous. Incredibly well done. Gal Gadot. The cinematography. They actually built the Barbie house and the street. You can stay in it. They're booking it on Airbnb. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I heard there was a shortage of pink paint because of the yeah. film, too. It's phenomenal. Anyway, the song. So, in the show notes, if you go down to item number 42, Joseph Castanier Alonso performs that same tune you just heard, but he does it in the style of six classical composers. That would be Mozart. He also does Beethoven, Schumann, Schubert, Chopin, and Ravel. This is great. I love it. Isn't that cool? He's got the words at the bottom, too, so you can sing along. And he's also telling you which type of tempo he's using. So you'll see hyperactive inner voices and then all the little things, you know, the fast tempo, adorable cadental motif, one last scale. C major. Anyway, there you go. So it's all there. But the other one that I thought, this is the one that I think is going to blow your mind because did you know Johnny Cash did I'm a Barbie Girl? 
I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. Oh, amazing. It's not Johnny Cash. It's artificial intelligence. Everywhere. I really love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Because I'm in a Barbie world. That's not Johnny Cash. <laughs> That's artificial so, intelligence. So. This is what you've been warned about. Uh, as much as we laugh and go, oh my God, that's great. That's artificial intelligence. So if you're a singer... Yeah, now you've got you, genuine reasons to be concerned. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. why the actors are on strike in Hollywood, because they're asking as part of the contract renewal that the studios have permission to take what you've done that they paid you for and AI... Use your can, likeness. And yep. then have you do and say things you never did or said. I mean, that was phenomenal quality. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's what we got to be careful of. But it's pretty cool. So well, that's linked in the show notes. Changing world. Yeah. Do we be afraid or do we embrace and figure it out? It's, you know, I always, always liken it to a pendulum swing. Very right? much so. You know, so... Yeah, it kind of looks like it's going in a bad way, but we'll figure out how to do it. We need some guardrails quickly. We've got guardrails on AI chat. That's there now. Microsoft and others have put in guardrails so it doesn't say offensive things, which it did initially when it came out, and they've got that. But we need some we need some regulations in there, I would suggest. Uh, the, the companies that do imaging have agreed that they will put watermarks on images that were created by AI. So when you see a picture of a plane going into a building, you know that that's not real or whether or not it was taken by a photographer and is. So that's good. But for videos and songs, we're going to start having people in positions of power saying things they never said and did. Yeah. And we're going to have a hard time telling it apart. So You know, I, mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the... The what is it? The Joint Picture and Entertainment Group, the yeah. you know JPEG the people yeah, designed yeah. that. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's going to be some standard that's going to be coming out. I haven't done any research on it myself, but, but they the must be developing. United it Nations or somebody needs to get there on this needs fist. to be some yeah. kind of fingerprint yes. put into every single digital pixel that def- yeah. that shows where uh, where that was actually created. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there you go. So that, that if you want to go down and actually see the waveform of, see that and see if you can tell, particularly if you're a Johnny Cash fan, that's item number 42 in the show notes. Final segment after this. Texture points out, probably worth noting that if you're opting for 2.5 gig internet, you want to ensure you have at least Cat 5E wiring in your house. Yes, 5E or 6. I thought I would need 6 for 2.5 gig, but as long as it's a short length and yep. mine's about a meter, yep. Cat 5E is absolutely fine, so I learned that as well. Uh, Bal from the Victoria Mac and iOS user group, who does an awesome job as membership secretary, etc., she gave us an important heads up when you're using Apple Watch to pay. She says, I had used both the MasterCard physical card and watch on two occasions within the week at Canadian Tire. When I had to return the items, he couldn't do it because they want you to pay with the method that you paid. And so even though she paid with her MasterCard, because she used her Apple Watch, 
you have to use your Apple Watch to get the refund because... Because the number that is actually assigned to your Apple Watch and your phone is different than the actual original credit card. The merchant never gets yeah. your card number. Yeah, it it's designed as an additional layer security. of security. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you go to do a refund and you tap with the card that you bought it with and it doesn't work, say, wait... Did I use Apple Pay? If you did, you have to use the same card. You'll get the refund back, but because it's a phantom number, the refund has to go back to the phantom number to get into your cat. She says the credit card is a flat one with no raised numbers, so harder to find among the slew of others I have, so then I use the watch. Yes, so that's a really good one. Thank you for spotting that there. Okay, one other one here for you. That's a Windows question. I will respond to that one separately. Hi, Alan and Natan. Don here. I'll be dog-sitting in California, and the folks would like to do a video to tour their house as they won't be there when I arrive. They have Androids. Which would be the best platform to do a video of where things are? Happy weekend. See you Wednesday. Don has an iPhone. So on an iPhone, she wants to do a video tour on Android. Best platform to use... I would Vimeo, maybe a signal. Oh, right. Yeah. So just to signal or to, WhatsApp to be able to text. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Signal, signal is higher quality. Sure. WhatsApp is owned by Meta. Um, so if they have signal, maybe this is your opportunity to get them on it and teach yeah. them about that. But if not, WhatsApp would work. Um, Facebook Proton. Messenger. No, an actual video messaging app. So, oh, okay. yeah, because right, you can't use FaceTime. I see. You, there is a way to do FaceTime, but it'll be square for them. It won't fill the screen. So, yeah, I would do WhatsApp or Signal, depending on... I would probably choose Signal. Yeah, Signal is much more private. Yep. They're both free, and it's actually higher quality. It uses less video compression there. Got to go. Thank you for coming in. It's my pleasure. I'll look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Rest up for the barbecue on Wednesday. There we go. Marissa, thank you again for coming back to fill in for Brian. Fingers crossed he'll be back later today and with us uh, next weekend with the uh, baby diaper stories to tell. Yeah, <laughs> safe <laughs> travels. I'm going to leave you with something because it's BC Day long weekend. Back in 2006, Paul Ham recorded a song with uh, my wife's kids at Cordova Bay Elementary School. I just realized that was 16 years ago, so those kids will now be 20, no, they'll now be 30 years old. Okay, I feel old. On that note, here you go. Paul Ham and the kids from Cordova Bay Elementary School. British Columbia, come watch us shine. The ocean, the forest, the mountains divine. All touched by a spirit no one can deny British Columbia reach for the sky A province diverse in all that we see People live and learn to be free Our cultural heritage steadfast and strong Come celebrate with us, you'll feel you belong British Columbia Watch us shine, the ocean, the forest, the mountains divine. All touched by spirit, no one can deny. British Columbia, reach for the sky. All touched by spirit, no one can deny. British Columbia, reach for the sky. Thanks for making us a part of your BC Day long weekend. And so it goes.